There is only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us. Hi, I'm Nicholas Brendan, and you're listening to the Buffy Back Issue Ben. Welcome to the Buffy Back Issue Ben, the show where we go through all the Buffy and Angel comics that are canon chronologically, and Spike. I'm Zach. And I'm Emily. And we are here to talk about the final IDW comic in continuity, except for all those ones that came afterwards, but I'm... We're not going to count those. Nope. So this one is called Spike Stranger Things. Long before that Netflix show. Yes. And Someone it's really... knows IDW money. Yeah. Is it Netflix? Could be me. Oh, could be. One never knows. I pay them on a, about a weekly basis, so they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. But this picks up pretty much exactly where we left off in the other one. So that's kind of nice. Should we have a moment of silence for the IDW books that we'll never go back to again? Well, probably not before we do. And They're we'll... not totally dead to us yet. Oh, uh, they basically are to the Dark Horse series. Yeah. In a big, bad way. But let's dive in. Let's dive into this final IDW episode. But our story opens up in Viva Las Vegas. Appropriately at Hausa Hausa Burn and Love. Love shouldn't be burning. Yeah, well, whatever. Probably a fair amount of love that you get out of Vegas might be burning. Yeah, maybe. After the fact. And obviously an Elvis impersonator is our officiant at this lovely chapel. Where Spike and Drew are getting married. It only took a hundred years, but those kids, they finally worked it out. Except that the first words that we hear Spike say are, ignore her, we're not getting married. Where did Drusilla get a veil? I don't know, maybe she made one. Is it Maybe they just have them at the chapel? I bet so. She also got a bouquet somehow. Maybe also, we assume these are real flowers. But Spike goes up to our lovely Elvis impersonator and says, Hey, I know you know some magical jib-jab. I don't know. Not a word. Not a thing. No, jib-jab is totally a thing. With the little elves and you put the people's faces in it. You put your friend's faces in it and they do a little jig. You should do it with Spike and Drew. Do you remember that? Yes, it's still a thing. Is it? I think so. Fun new thing I'm doing during my prep period tomorrow. Okay. Did you know that Sporkle is also still a thing? The hell's a Sporkle? Do you really not know Sporkle? No idea. It was like that online thing where people just made up quizzes and you could quiz yourself. So it'd be like, name all 50 states in under five minutes and you'd have to type them in as fast as you could. Or it'd be like, can you name all of the Harry Potter professors' first names? I'm sure there were a million for Buffy. I'm sure there were a million for everything. What? No, I... I did really well at that one. This sounds like... like Minerva McGonagall and... It sounds like dumb BuzzFeed. And BuzzFeed no, is dumb. but Sporkle is just quizzes. It's just like, can you name these things? Can you do these things? How many do you remember? You know what I remember? The references that Spike's about to make. Okay, anyway. So Spike at... Because we're two pages in. We're derailed immediately. Oh, we usually are. So Spike goes to the Elvis impersonator. He's like, do your mystical... Jib jab, as one does. As one does. He says, I need to get a message out. We see Spike as a tiny little blue light. A hologram, if you will. And I might. I very well might. Well, there you go. But we see a tiny blue spike projected in front of some kind of redhead. Yep. And he says, help me, Will Rosenberg. You're my only hope. It's pretty cute. Spike does like the occasional pop culture reference. He basically says, look, everyone on Team Mopey's been tagged. we got to solve a problem in Vegas. Don't tell Buffy. Yep. By the by, I'm alive. How you doing? I know the last time you saw me, I was 
going up in a pillar of flames, but... But here I am. I'm cool. Yeah. And it's pretty funny, because this whole time Spike's like, um, we're kind of in a really bad spot, so if you could help, that'd be great, but... But if Buffy needs help, just ignore everything about this and just go help Buffy. And also, if your eyes are a solid black, uh, I didn't send this. Exactly. So Spike goes off to a bar, gonna wait, hopefully for our witch, and he's about to be attacked by demons. Oh no! Oh no! And then somebody shows up, makes them all glow blue, and then turn into kittens! Because why not? Because it's Willow. Of course she turned them into kittens. What a fun way to defuse a bar fight. You get a lot of kittens. <laughs> I love it. I love the kittens. I love Willow. I wish I got to see more Willow. So I guess the way this worked is that I mentioned in the last episode, originally there was going to be like a whole like season of Spike, but that kind of had to be cut short due to Joss wanting his toys back and just to be all under the Dark Horse roof. And apparently if he owns the characters, he can kind of stick him wherever he feels like. Yeah. So he worked with Brian Lynch to set up a transition story. And he's like, you can use Willow. It's fine. No one is going to get IDW in trouble for using this character. And the first words out of Willow's mouth are, Okay, consider me crossed over. What now? Perfect. And there's nothing you love more than a self-referential story. <laughs> I do like a little bit of a, a meta line. Just and gonna... there you go. Oh, I love it. It's so good. And it's so good to see Willow. We haven't seen Willow in forever. I know. And the first thing she does is turn everybody into cats. So I'm really on board for her. Helpful. Yeah. And, of course, the first thing Spike does, he's like, cool, so Buffy's fine, right? Like, you, it's cool if you're here. You guys don't have anything going on over there? And Willow basically just assures him that everything is fine. And then he tries to be like, so here's what's going on here. And she's like, no, no, we're not quite done with the reunion yet. And she gives him a big hug. And she just, like, wants to draw out the awkwardness. And it's so wonderfully Willow. Yep. And she goes, was that so awful? And in Spike's head, he goes, not awful at all. Aww. That's so cute. Then we cut over to a plot that will go almost nowhere. Yeah. With Beck and Beta George. You know, characters not from the show. Right. And they're already getting the short end of the stick. Yeah, so they go wandering off into the desert because they... Because Drusilla's scary. Because Drusilla's scary and because George was like, I know the things that Spike did in his youth. Which you feel like you should have known at this point, but whatever. And so they go off wandering into the desert to try and escape them and instead they get stopped by people with big guns probably wolfram and hart but we never know because john john being the individual from the last book if you let's just throw that as a quick end about if you didn't listen to the last episode do it because this is tied in incredibly tightly with the last one but our assassin john shows up guns and swords are blazing the sword is less blazing yeah but yeah. beck is blazing because she can create fire Good for Beck. And so John kills everybody, basically, except for Beck and George and the leader of this would-be group of kidnappers. From Wolfram and Hart, let's assume. Yeah. Because really, who else is it going to be? Yeah, I'm sure it is. And we go back to Spike and Willow, and they're driving around in the car, and Willow is congratulating Spike on all of the personal growth that he's had. How he's all about team-ups now, and he obeys the laws of the road. She's like, yeah, traffic signals. Good good for you. It's like, and you hugged. It's like, and she, you took a tiny kit. And he's like, yeah, well, it's Drusilla, so I had to. And Willow is not pleased by this she, development. She kind of blows the car up. Yeah. It's not her best moment. But in all fairness, she really didn't like Drusilla. 
and it turns out Drew is a cat, and Willow gets her out of the trunk and <laughs> turns Drew back into a vampire. Mm-hmm. And Drusilla's first words were, that was wonderful, Spike. For a moment, I was my own Miss Edith. I do like Drew. Drew's my favorite. <laughs> and then she immediately tries to kill Willow. Well, yeah, as one does. As Drew does. Yeah. And all that Spike can say for her is, she hasn't murdered anyone since I found her. And Willow's response is basically, like, yeah, we're not doing this. Um, she gonna die. She gonna die good. Yeah. That was actually verbatim. I was reading the script. Spoiler alert, he was not. Mm. But Spike just throws out, he's like, hey, aren't we all about second chances? Angel, Andrew, Faith, me, you. Yeah, she was kind of a biggie. So are the rest of them, except for Andrew. Andrew killed his friend. Uh, the first had him kind of sort of do it, not really. Andrew killed his friend. Jonathan. No. No. It's not. It's not his name. No one knows what we're talking about. His name is Doyle from Gilmore Girls. Mm. He's Paris' boyfriend. We have a different Doyle in this universe, so we never mention him. Mm. Willow signs off and it says, All right, but keep her on a tight leash. And Spike looks at Drew and goes, Tight leash is a figure of speech. And Drew's a little sad. Drew, Drew is. She says, Oh. I liked Willow for a moment. And so we find out that our BFF John has taken his three captives, brought them to some basement and chained them to a wall. Then he stabs the one that we don't care about at all, the Wolfram and Hart guy. We knew his name so well. And he will be missed. He calls on Beta George to summon Spike to their lair. Yeah, he's like, telepathically communicate with Spike or I'm going to gut you like a fish. And we find out a little bit of his backstory. No, easy does it. No one used that pun. Why did no one ever use that pun in all these IDW books? Because it's a little too on the nose. Oh my god. You. Clearly not, because I'm disappointed. Well, I feel like if you read it, you'd be like, you'd make that same noise that Kirby just made. You let me down, Lynch. Anyway, so we find out a little bit more about John. And we find out that he is basically just a psychopath. And... He all his life has enjoyed killing people, and the closer they are to him, the better it was. But then he kind of ran out of people to kill, and he ran afoul of Wolfram and Hart. Yeah, he says he killed someone he wasn't supposed to, kind of like Angel. Yep. But they did the opposite. Yeah, so they... Instead of uh, giving him a soul, they took his soul. Yeah, because instead of his soul making him feel bad about all this killing, it was a soul that gave him... A certain amount of excitement from the killing. Because John's a jerk. Yes, he is. So we go back to our good buddy Jeremy, who's been possessed by a Wolfram and Hart demon. And Willow asks for a dead body, and Spike finds some roadkill snake. Yep. So Willow does her little magic stuff and puts... That voodoo that she do. The demon from Jeremy into the snake. And, and he, life is good. He wakes up, he's like, why am I here? Why does my face hurt? I want to help, but if Illyria's here, I'm a peace out real fast because she killed me that one I'm time. I'm all done. And Spike's like, no, you need to leave. Someone punched you a lot and you should leave. <laughs> Wasn't me, often. It was It was while you were demonized. And then we see that Drusilla has ripped the snake in half. Yes, but that she enjoyed herself as well. So good for Drusilla. And while our merry band of Willow, Jeremy, Drusilla, and Spike. and Spike, yeah, I guess, you know, the titular character, are off in the desert being awkward together, we go back to the Las Vegas branch of Wolfram and Hart, and for the first time, and 
A coon's age. Kind of thing. I don't know. I don't either. First time in a while, we see... Lila. Lila. For those who don't remember Lila, and I'm sure you do, she was around for four seasons of Angel. She started banging Wes, and then Cordelia killed her, and Wesley had to cut her head off because they thought Angelus did it, and now she has to wear a scarf to cover up that scar where her head was removed from her body. Lila's the second character that we saw Wolfram and Hart bring back as a uh, ghosty type thing. I don't think she was a ghost. They just did that to Wes. Okay. But Lila was... She pulled on some shades and made Angel be like, I'm going to burn up. Ah! And, then it's like, no. and she's like, no, it's just glass, idiot. It's like, hmm. But Lila was definitely not human anymore, but she was still under contract from Wolfram and Hart. And so that's why they could manipulate her around. And I don't think she really wanted to quit. No, she enjoyed her job. But... She's having a big meeting with Wolfram and Hart saying, like, hey, some bad stuff's about to go down, and we are going to peace on out of this dimension. Yeah. So she calls on the... Not foreshadowing for Buffy. Members of the board to make their case as to why they should survive the cut, quite literally. Yeah. Give me your best exit strategy. I feel like this might be important next season on Buffy. Dun-dun-dun. It is. Spoiler. So... (laughs) Spoiler... And if you were reading these when they were coming out, there wasn't much of a spoiler because you knew what it was. We've had a couple of lines that were connecting things. Like Spike asks Willow, he's like, how's Dawn? And she's like, eh, she's kind of hard to miss. You'll find out why she's hard to miss in the next episode. Ooh, exciting. Cliffhanger, even. So Spike and company bust through the floor of the demon lair thing that John is keeping those Because he's threatening lovely... to kill Beck and Peck's like, Beck and bitch. Bitch, bitch, I ain't gonna die. Yeah. Spike will save the day. He's like, no, he won't. Then Spike busts it. He's like, ha ha! I am here to save the day. And John is he's like, ah, I'm, you've fallen into my trap. Yes. And then he and Spike <laughs> just start fighting. I wish this was the actual dialogue. Ma! <laughs> hard, hard word to write. And Beta George warns Spike about this big circle drawn in blood that's on the floor. And we find out that that's a thing that can suck your soul out if you're just sitting on it. So watch out. If you have a soul in the room, don't step on the thing. And Spike frees Beck from her chains and they make out for a little bit. And Drew is very upset in the corner, well, by the way. And Beck's like, look, I know you're not into me. Just give me a minute here. Let me enjoy the moment. And poor Drusilla, who's been teaming up. Oh, that's no good. And so... Drusilla acts much like how the dog acts when he's a little upset. Drusilla went. He bites? He does not bite Nex. Uh, he goes and eats the cat's food. Doesn't try and kill John Krasinski. Isn't that all that Drusilla's eating, doing? She's just eating. The cat food? Yeah, she's eating the cat food. She knows she's not allowed to. <laughs> oh, okay. So while Spike is having his big old makeout fest, John stabs him through the chest. And he goes, ha, ah, distracted by a kiss. Not quite the dialogue. Be much better if he was really over the top. And John pulls Spike's sad, stabbed, limp body over the seal, and his soul is sucked out of his chest. And it just kind of floats there. Like... It's a pretty little wall. In Harry Potter, in the seventh movie slash book, when Ron wants to make it back to go find Harry and Hermione... And he uses the Deluminator, and it just kind of floats in front of him to guide him. That's kind of what it looks like. Yes. Just like that. I usually like Spike when he's super petty. 
But there are occasional moments where I enjoy him being more than that. Yeah. And here's, this is a good one for him. So this is one of Spike's best moments, but it's kind of ruined by a sudden change in lettering. Yeah, I really did not like this. Like, we went from, you know, a kind of... A standard size type, basically. And then this next page we jump into, it turns into, like... Twice as large. Yeah, like... Was it like reading for the visually impaired or whatever? Large print, yeah. as it were. Old people reading. Yes. Gotcha. Large print. And he just he's on the ground. He goes, I, I was good. And John's standing over them. He's like, I know that's over. I will not do this dialogue the justice it deserves. No. But thank God it's printed really large for me to be able to. So read you what can it definitely is. see it. Not what I meant. Before I fought for my soul. I fought evil when evil was inside of me. Before I met her, even after I knew her, I did terrible things. And you can see Willow just smirking in this panel, and I really enjoy it. But she made me want to be better. The evil was strong, heart was stronger. Before it was official, before the goddamn voodoo, I was good. That glowy ball, that thing you've had a heart on to tear from me, hang on your wall, bronze it, I don't need it. And it's just kind of a good moment. But then... Because the last time, like, when we see Angel lose his soul, he's an immediate asshole. Yeah, he just kind of freaks out. But Spike's well, like, he, he no, goes, I got this. He yells Buffy, and then he goes and cries in the rain, usually. But um, Spike's like, no, I got this. And Willow's like, no, you don't understand. You get to pick. You get to pick who gets that soul. It came out of you, so you get to pick. And he gives the soul to Drusilla. Yeah. I don't know exactly why he didn't just put it back inside of him, but that's fine. Because he doesn't need it. It's true. So, Drew is pretty excited to see this shiny ball coming at her, and then we'll see the aftermath here in a minute. Meanwhile, Lila (laughs) is talking to this guy with a giant beard, and basically she's like, Meanwhile, at Wolfram and Hart. So, we killed everybody else on the board of executives. You didn't get that. You're the only one who's left. I got it. And, yeah, there's one guy left who was at this meeting, and she's like, By the way, you suck, but you had the only viable option. And his option was... An interdimensional spaceship. Manned by bugs. Well, we don't know the bug thing yet. But an interdimensional spaceship. Because there's something big coming in. Wolfram Hart's got a skedaddle. Foreshadowing. And so the senior partners are like, we need to get out of here at all costs. And he's like, this is the only thing that's going to work. And what I really like is there's been a few background bits. Like when we first see Willow, we see a book in the background that just says the verse on it. A little nice Firefly reference. But then a much more fun background thing. We get a framed, handwritten, well, it looks like it's a cabinet that you can open up, but something that just says, Lila's shit list, and there's a bunch of scribbles and check marks next to them. Bad things happen to all the people on that list. She has clearly been busy. She has a list. Yeah. We go back to our lovely basement, and Drusilla is freaking out. She's going full Drew. Yeah, because this soul has really screwed with her head more than anything else in a while. That she knows what she's done, and she can't undo it, and there's nothing she can do about it. And she doesn't know how to react. She doesn't know how to handle it. She's just spouting nonsense, and she hits Willow. She's like, I felt bad. I don't want it to feel bad. And John lays it out. He's like, hey, when Los Angeles went to hell, that made Drusilla sane. Yeah, that that was her home, in a way. It clicked. Everything changed. When Wolfram and Hart found her to try and manipulate her, she wasn't the Drusilla we've known all these years. And so they drugged her. 
We found out that Wolfram Hart had drugged her to make her appear her normal kind of loopy Drusilla self. So here is, we're not going to get to this for a good long while, so I'm going to say it now because I don't know how many episodes away we are for me getting to bring it up again. We deal with Drusilla being sane. Wow, what a fun original plot point. You know it's not fun and original? When you do it again? Yeah, when literally the next time she shows up, like, and Drusilla's sane! I'm like, god damn it. Can we have something closer to continuity here? Nah. Like, this has been done. Not that it's done poorly the next time, but it really doesn't have the same impact. I'm like, yeah, we um did that. Cool. Alright, ignoring IDW. Yeah, pretty much. And John just says to Spike that you've destroyed Drusilla all over again. Much like what Angel did. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make Spike terribly happy. So Spike just beats him up a bunch. Yeah, it seems like a good option for him. And he has a very similar speech um, after he had the first trigger removed in season seven of Buffy. He apologizes to Robin for everything he did. And Jesse's like, it doesn't matter. I'm also going to kill you now. Yeah. But he has a very similar speech. He just beats the hell out of John. He goes, I'm sorry she's broken. I'm sorry for what we did all those years. I'm sorry it took so long to fight my way back. I'm sorry they made you think we're, we're connected. I'm sorry Wolfram and Hart teamed you up to get under my skin. I'm sorry, but I can't take it back. And he lays John out. And then with the mantra, really, humanity should have. It happened. Let's all agree to stop whining about it. That really is kind of your life motto. I thought my mind was shut up. You have a couple. Isn't that basically the same thing? Basically, but wordier. It sounds better than shut up. Yeah, it does. Shut up actually sounds kind of whiny, ironically. Huh. I've been living a lie. A hypocritical lie. And Willow's basically like, Jeremy, you've done well. Drew, it'll never be the same, but... This too shall pass. I'll help you in any way that I can. And she's like, cool. Um, make the pain go away. And Willow can't. And so... John gets up and Spike's like, God damn it. <laughs> they have to fight again. And we see in the background that Wolfram Hart is making their move over Las Vegas and that John was the distraction he was always meant to be. Yep. And so there's a giant cloud with some lightning going down straight to Las Vegas, which is never a good sign. And so Spike is like, fine, enough. This is super annoying. And he has to remind himself that he can't punch John too hard because he's just a human. So Drusilla punches him through the chest out the back mm -hmm. and murders him super, super dead. But she's smiling the whole time. And she's like, stop it! Stop hurting people! And just impales him with her fist. Yep. That'll do it. It would do it, yeah. It's fine. No one really likes John. And John says that he felt it. Here. He touches his heart. Or what should have been his heart, because it's not really there anymore. And then he dies. And at that, Spike takes Drusilla back onto this blood seal and has a real heisenberg moment removes the soul from her he just goes over this is his heisenberg moment yeah i didn't really like that show so i kind of tried to block it out say my name tried to block that out too but then instead what, what I she like says stick with the was it the tlc song say my name say my name is it tlc i don't know no one will surround you say baby i love you now i don't know the words say my name say my name Oh, you're heisenberg that was charming god damn right all works boom that's also the song that i thought of every time that that line came up on that it only happened once 
I just like you that You just scene. said it a lot, maybe, then. <laughs> that makes more sense. So in my head, I just I heard, ruined it. I just heard singing. It was better. But Spike goes to Willow. He's like, all right, cool. Wolf and Hart's making their move. I got this, yo. Willow's like, sounds good. I'm going to head back to Buffy. But Willow's like, cool. That's fine that Las Vegas is about to get destroyed. I guess I'll leave, even though I'm the most powerful one here. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's kind of an odd moment. But she's like, I can't have this crossover getting in the way of continuity, so I'm a peace out. Yeah. And she just says, hey. OPS, Buffy actually knows that you're alive. She asked around a lot, kicked in many doors, said she had to make sure. So don't worry, I'll tell you you're a great leader, a true champion. I'll paint quite the picture. And they hug and say goodbye, and Spike's like, nah, never mind. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Which also, this really works, because when Spike shows up, like, Buffy is just like, hey, how's it going? All right, let's do this thing. Like, acknowledge him. Yeah. Yeah. The last time you saw him, you were holding hands and your hands were on fire and that was probably a step too far, but whatever. But, you know. And she was like, I love you. And he had his Han Solo moment. He's like, no, you don't. Thanks for saying it. But. And, and then he burned to death. It's probably that she's just a little miffed that he was not like, hey, I'm alive. P.S. I would be. Yeah, I guess. But he op- basically opens with a dick joke, so we're good there. Again with the myth. <laughs> I'm with Buffy on but that I, one. But I, she does... <laughs> Shut up, idiot. Yes. Sounds good. So Spike R- Willow takes Drusilla to parts unknown. We'll Flash. find out pretty soon. Yeah. So Spike runs back to Vegas where a spaceship shows up. An interdimensional spaceship. It's gonna be great. And we get to our last issue. The final issue of all the IDW stuff, and for a very fitting end, it's a Spike book where we started, and Franco Uru is back on art for this last issue. He bookended this whole series. Yeah, and it looks really good. It's good. It feels very, very fitting to have him back. And like I said, unfortunately, he would pass away a couple of years later. Him and Brian Lynch would get to do another book together. They did a Ninja Turtles one-shot. It's not not the last thing they did, but kind of... The last thing that they do together on the thing that kind of started their creative collaboration that lasted years. Yeah. And it and it looks really good. Like it's a yeah. good Oh he it's he, a good thing to end on. He knows his stuff, so it's a little bit sad to see. And I like there's an immediate callback to Spike's very first episode on Buffy. Let a long life, I've seen a lot. Black Plague, front row seat, Woodstock, demonic puppet show, an entire city gone to hell. Yes, yes, and yes. But that Woodstock thing, that's right out of Spike's first appearance. Oh, it is? Yeah, he goes and he mocks a vampire. He's like, this will be bigger than the crucifixion. I should know. I was there. And he just, like, Spike's like, second bit of dialogue. He's like, you weren't at the crucifixion. If everyone who said they were at the crucifixion was, it would have been, like, Woodstock. I was actually at Woodstock. Fed on a flower child. Spent the next hour washing my hands. I might be a How co- many times have you seen that episode? I might be a couple of words off, but I'm pretty damn close. Yeah, you usually are. And they roll up to the spaceship, and we get some interdimensional bug aliens, and they are my favorite. They're not mine. I just... Do you want to be the bug king? You can be the bug king. Ugh. Denizens of this domain, explain yourselves. Why have you violently summoned us here? You read that so flat. Well, they're not my favorite. They're actually probably my least favorite in this whole thing. I just, uh, I don't know. There's something about, like... Where there's this whole curveball right at the very end. Yeah, that I'm just not up for, and it... Look, Spike needed a spaceship. 
Yeah, I didn't need him to have a spaceship. I was better when he was on Earth. And then we have, and I like the bugs just because they are foul-mouthed little fellows. There's a moment of silence and this other bug comes running up. Did you hear my king f***s? We want answers or there will be bloodshed. Just so we're clear, the cursing is all nicely asterisked out. Well, except... And in my head, it took me so long to figure out what they were saying. Which Look, is ironic. This one bug curses a lot and all he says is f***s. Yeah, but it took me a really long time to figure that out. So like, gonna... pages. <laughs> so it's F hashtag asterisk percentage errs. Yeah. Couldn't figure out f***s. No. Who are you married to? I don't know. The bug. Somebody who never curses. <laughs> Basically the bug. And so the bugs are really upset and Wolfram and They don't Hart know why they're up. there. The cops show up and Wolfram and Hart show up and they're threatening and Spike grabs like this electric spear from one of them and the bug freaks out, Sire, what are the f***ers attacks? And Spike calls him a baby. He's like, you are the baby. You are the larva. And I love the bugs. I, I know you do. I have no time for the bugs. I just, uh, I was going to say, I just want a book all about the bugs, but that's coming up. Oh, so basically everybody just starts attacking and no one's really quite sure Who's on what side? Well, Wolfram and Hart is trying to get onto the ship. The bugs are trying to keep everybody off the ship. The Spike cops just aren't trying to helping. Out what's happening. And then we do get what I think is this book's biggest misstep, and I actively dislike it. Yeah. We see a senior partner. I don't really like that either. The senior partners have been unseen forces in another dimension for five seasons of a television show. Going through all of After the Fall, all of everything, we have never seen a senior partner. And we finally do, and... It's the most... It's fine. ...anticlimactic reveal. It's just a big guy. Like, everybody else in this series has gotten a full splash page of reveal to the world, and the senior partners just get this, like, dark blob it's that's this... in a lower panel on a page. Yeah, it's, it's just a big demon looking dude i know i really wanted to be humanoid if we're gonna have a senior partner i thought it would be more impressive to have it be humanoid so this came out in 2011 so this was literally like 12 years of build-up and it's just a pretty big demon yeah should have cool. left that out yeah because it's just not necessary for the story like the whole thing could have still worked with just trying to get the ship. Yeah, just trying to get the ship. And the senior partner's just lurking right out of panel. Like, it could have worked. There's an episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead, where for years and years you had, like, the Evil Dead movies and Army of Darkness, where there was always just... Whatever the evil was was a POV camera. And there's this one shot in the first season that shows you what it is. I'm just like, oh, shouldn't have done that. But the king is dying. The king bug. Yep. And the king the bug... The queen bee confesses that he's not actually their king at all, that he just happened to be the most highest... High-ranking officer on the ship because their world is dying. And the other bug that we've seen goes up to him and he whispers his dying words and he looks at Spike and just says, he said, we should listen to you to get us through this. Even though you're a newbie and a f he didn't say that last part. I don't like it when the bugs speak like you. If I had last words, I would say the last part. I know you would. And Spike's like, all right, King Fucker coming through. Let's do this. Should have said that. 
better line. Didn't say that. There's enough cursing anyway. We don't need to add to it. And we see on the bridge of the ship there is a guy who, uh, one more nice little Firefly reference, he's being Wash. It's the Bridge of Serenity. He's flipping the three switches that Wash always flips and there are dinosaurs, toy dinosaurs, on the dash. Yeah, it's really sweet. But Wolfram and Hart attacks and all the bugs start dying, but the bugs are attacking and Spike's attacking and Beck's attacking and it's chaos! And one of the senior partners rolls up and he turns into kind of blue fire. And he's like, Spike, I'm here and I'm a wasted reveal. Yep. And he zaps Beck, which Spike takes very poorly. And to deal with this potential loss, Spike dual wields machine guns and shoots the senior partner down. Again, so anticlimactic. Like, look out, we took him down with a gun. Yeah. And he's like, Beck, you're not going to die. I'm going to save you. And the senior partner runs away. He's like, get me away from him. Like, This is it? Yeah. 12 years? Yeah, it's not 12 great. years of buildup and it's just this whiny guy with a flaming blue head? Yeah, I don't really like anything about what's happening on the ship. And they get away in the ship, but Spike gets away in the escape pod, which is also fairly substantially sized. Yeah, so the senior partner's are on the real ship. Or at least one senior partner has. Yep. Spike and his cohort are on the escape pod along with some bugs. And they take a quick detour to... Mosaic. Yes. Also known as Mosaic. Where they bring back Beck and Jeremy is there and George is there. And Spike says that, yep, job's not done. He has to go get the senior partners because... Angel sucks, and he's going to do it right. And so he says to everybody, he tells them he'll be back as soon as he can. He tells Beck that he'll be back the day after, the day he saves the world. Tells Jeremy that he'll try and make it to his bachelor party. He... Uh, and this is our goodbye to all of these characters. Yeah. The, I mean, they're owned by, you know, it's always fun when you have to bring licensing into storytelling. But they're owned by a different company now, so we will never see these characters again. And we've seen them for years now. He talks to Beta George, and he's uh, like, you know. And George is the don't best. Don't tell anyone. Let's all just appreciate Beta George for being the best character. At least, for, like, original characters, George is the best. Yeah. He goes up to George and goes, George! William. And then Spike's in her model and just goes, he knows. What's with the look? It's my only one. Nothing. I'm fine. Because George is a fish and can't emote. Yep. And we see that Spike's in her mall. Not sure if he knows because he can read minds or because we're mates and he senses something's off, but he knows and he doesn't try and stop me. And then this is the saddest one. He says goodbye to Drew. Yeah, because I guess Willow brought Drew to Mosaic. For some help. And he's just like, hey, they're decent folk. Don't eat them. Pretty much. And Drew's there with all of her dolls. And Spike goes back to the bug spaceship, throws some bluster, and he's like, all right, we're going to go kill some senior partners. You know those immortal beings? Let's take them down. And they're like, well, they could really be anywhere in any dimension at any time. And Spike's like, it's a good thing I'm immortal. And they're like, we're not. <laughs> the Wolfram and Hart foot soldier fuckers are in lockdown. I volunteer for stockade duty if I can also torture them for information. <laughs> and Spike... We end everything, starting with some lovely internal monologue. Bottom line, the only thing any one of us is in charge of 
is ourselves. And he says that he's immortal. The bug goes, I'm not. And he goes, great to know. This is going to sound so good coming out of an American. Bloody great to know. And to end everything, we end with the same line that Angel ended the series with. Because they're besties. They are. Let's get to work. Yep. And so, thus ends the IDW Angel slash Spike Yeah, <laughs> Basically, like, half Spike. Yeah. Half the books we've talked about are Spike books. It was a good run, but now we'll move on to Dark Horse. Life will be good. Everybody will eventually come back together, except for the IDW characters. The and... bugs will be back. Boo! They, they're less cursy when we see them next. Dark Horse seems to have stricter codes about asterisk cursing. <laughs> anyway, where can you find us? All right, fine. Let's No, no, let's see you do the plugs. Oh. I always have to do the plugs. I know. We are at Editor's Note Comics in Hollowell, Maine. We're also at editorsnotecomics.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at but... Editor's Note Comics. And that's about it, right? Every show is up a week early on our Patreon. We'll throw a dollar away. It's only $1 per month. You could also hear my other show, the Editor's Note Comics Podcast, a weekly news and topical show where I talk to some other guy on this couch. Hey, Jared. He's not listening. I know he's not. Uh, the show is also over on YouTube for iTunes. If you could, please rate, review, subscribe. Every little bit does help more than you imagine it probably would. But we'll be back next week. For finally, on the Buffy back issue, Ben, we're going to talk about Buffy. Weird. We'll see you then.